whenever I'm about to menstruate, I like to put on Slayer Raining Blood over and over and over again. That way it really sets the tone for the week ahead. You know what I mean? Hey, speaking of which, that reminds me. Casey Anthony. That's going to be the topic for today. What's up, everybody? My name is Kay Banks. It is just me for today, your only lonely host for the evening. Um, Tonight, I would like to talk about something that's been really just been all up in my mind lately. I've been obsessed with this concept of Casey Anthony. But before we get started, we really need to talk about what's really important in this subject, and that is Kaylee Anthony. Uh, Kaylee Anthony was two when she passed um and she would have been 18 this year and it is a shame that she didn't get the opportunity to really reach that age so um, please keep in mind this is who we're talking about this is this is the importance of what we're talking about is a two-year-old not able to live the life that she was she could have if it wasn't for the situation and the occurrences that followed. So now on to Casey Anthony. Fuck that bitch. So I really need to talk about this because there's something that happened in my life where I need to talk about her. I I used to have this joke, and the joke was... uh, um, you can really tell when you can really tell that society stopped caring about kids because you you see fewer parks these days and you see fewer public restroom changing stations and whenever anyone ever talked about Casey Anthony nobody thought twice that she didn't do it you know Oh, she drowned in a, in a tub? All right, she drowned in the in the pool? I think about drowning my tub. I think about drowning my 2-year-old in the bathtub all the time. That was the joke. It was a really crash joke. I I even fucking butchered it the entire time of me trying to tell that joke. It's it was a bad joke. It was in very poor taste. It was just to highlight the fact that uh society has stopped caring so much about families and caring more about, you know, capitalism and all that stuff. And also highlighting the fact that people who go through trials and go through those very public trials don't have the opportunity to be innocent through the eyes of public opinion, even though they may be deemed innocent through the court system and the judicial system and all that. Which, hold on that thought. Hold that thought on on your hats that you can't seem to find. I have to let the cat in. So, I feel like people who have gone through trials, that have gone, that have a lot of media attention to it, they don't get the opportunity to speak on their own behalf through the eyes of the media because the media will automatically deem you 
innocent or guilty, depending on how they feel. Casey Anthony, I felt like was one of those types of trials. Now, that being said, she did not, in fact, call anybody about the fact that her child was missing for 31 days. Big fucking red flag. I get it. I get it. Also, when she did call the authorities, it was not actually her that called the authorities. It was her mother. And her mother sounded so much more hysterical than Casey could have. Another huge fucking red flag. I'm not going to lie to you. I I can go down the entire list of events that have occurred up to the point of her being arrested. All would show you giant fucking red banners and fucking dancing people that all are red to show the fact that she was probably fucking guilty. I'm I'm not going to lie to you right now. Uh, I have to segue back to my cat because... uh, She just realized what we are actually talking about and doesn't want any part of it. Right. So, yeah, okay. So all the events leading up to her arrest just shows nothing but those huge waving inflatable uh, salesman red flag type deals um, expressing the fact that she's probably guilty. And, I, you know, at the time... When I watched the whole media circus go down, I couldn't help but think the same thing, right? But then I had a child. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, no, I, uh, I, you know, and as I got older and I started watching more and more, you know, media frenzies around um, courts, the courts and the, the justice system and stuff like that, like, um, I just feel like, the media, when they get a hold of a court case and it's all over the national news, that person is automatically guilty before they even get the chance of being acquitted or found guilty by, you know, our American justice system. So I have to put a second thought into every situation that occurs, every a court case that's been in the media, whether that's Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and the guy that sued him, sued her, sorry, and, you know, a couple others. None of them really come to mind. But Casey Anthony is the one that I just remember being the biggest um, news story that involved the court system that is that happened in my lifetime to where I could form an opinion. As I've gotten older and I thought about it, I was not convinced that she was guilty because it made no sense to me. It made no sense to me. Out of everything that's been laid out in front of me as evidence, how did she get acquitted? How is she deemed innocent by a jury of 12? But to the rest of the entire planet, she was guilty. made no fucking sense. Absolutely none. So I had, I became obsessed over it, right? I had to just do my due diligence. And by that, I mean, watch a lot of television, YouTube, uh, Peacock, Hulu, all the, all the good documentaries. And I watched a little bit 
of the actual court case. Um, just so I can really understand the mannerisms of the different people involved. Doing all that. And I am telling you, I obsessed over it. I obsessed over it for weeks. Two, two to three weeks. I didn't have a job. So this is all I had. Was just like doing research on things that people already have researched on. And so in that time span, uh, I've come to the conclusion that... Yeah, Casey Anthony is guilty. Case closed. Podcast over. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. No, I do think she is guilty because uh, for many different reasons. Um, the big one was not just the evidence that was you know compounded into many different documentaries, many different uh, docu-series and different YouTube channels and YouTube videos. It was also the the docu-series that's on Peacock that was told by her side of the story. It's called Truth Behind the Lies. Yeah, starring Casey Anthony. Uh, and um, watching that, listening to that, and really just taking it all in from her side of the story. Uh, no, she's fucking guilty, dude. She's fucking guilty. Jesus fucking Christ, is she guilty? Now... I'm just going to give you two examples of why I feel like she's guilty. Uh, when she's talking about her child, when she's talking about Kaylee, she's has emotion, but that mo emotion seems to be of, of frustration and and there's like a tear or two. Right, like there, her face is not red; it's scrunched up. Her her bodily movements are reserved and it with close within, which leads me to believe that everything she did was for practice. She's practiced her movements and stuff like that. It leads me to believe that everything she did when she was talking about Kaylee was very callous, right? A little bit of a tear here and there. She did. She did say those stereotype words like "I'm not supposed to survive my child." You know the things that you know you should hear. Everybody should know they should hear, right? And part of me does actually believe when she thinks about her child and thinking about surpassing the life of her child, there is some sense of of remorse and a sense of just missing her child. I I, I honestly believe that she does miss her child, but. When she talks about the trial in the in the docuseries, oh my God. She cannot control her emotions on the situation. It felt so traumatic to her. You can see it. Like she's trying to hold back some of the tears that just come pouring out of her when she's talking about the trial and how traumatic the trial was to her. Not the fact that she doesn't have her fucking child anymore that was that kid the kid my kid third personing her child to separate herself from who that was to her which is was her daughter but the trial was so traumatic to me it was my experience this was crazy to me it was very personable 
where Kaylee was distance in, in the way she talked about her. So, no, she was fucking guilty. Absolutely. So, I'm glad I watched that docuseries. And I'm also glad I watched... Um, there's a YouTuber called Jim Can't Swim. And he goes behind the uh, psychopathy and the mannerisms of way people act when they're being uh, questioned or when they're put into questioning and the video footage of people when they're alone before they're brought into questioning and stuff like that. And I, I really enjoy Jim Can't Swim. If you have time and you have nothing better to do, I recommend Jim Can't Swim. So I watched the Casey Anthony episode uh, from that YouTuber and... Um, I was convinced. I was definitely convinced that she was guilty. And in, in that episode, um, he brought up her diary. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but in her diary, the night that Kaylee went missing, she wrote, I did the right thing. I have never been so happy in my life in such a long time. That's so fucked up, you know? That's so fucked up. Who has a fucking diary? You know? Like, that's fucked up you have a diary. Like, what are you doing? And then you write that? You write that in your diary. I, I understand it's those, those are personal notes to you. And, you know, it's fucking 2009 at that point. So, you know, there's people who are still doing it analog style. But still, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why would you write that? What an idiot. So, that being said, with all this monumental amount of evidence, I don't know why I said monumental amount, this monumental evidence on Casey for being guilty, she was still deemed innocent. Why? Why did this occur? This is important. And this is where I feel like things get a little bit hairy. Because she is way too fucking dumb to get away with murder. Because when her mom called the police uh, 911 saying that her granddaughter was missing, all the lies that Casey told right after her mom calling were all very disprovable. Pretty much within minutes to hours after telling those lies. So she did not put in the forethought needed to have lies that would work in her favor to deem her to be innocent. Which leads me to the fact that she had 31 fucking days to think this through. 31 days to think about lies that would cover her ass when the time come to really answer the question, where is Kaylee? Am I wrong? 31 fucking days. You couldn't come up with better lies about where she went? Where were you for those past 31 days? Couldn't come up with anything? So she was either really, really, really fucking dumb, or she wasn't alone. Couldn't have been alone. Really, seriously, couldn't have been alone. Now in the docu set, now in the docu series, 
truth behind the lies. Casey pretending to be a good Christian woman uh, really just throws her fucking dad under the bus. Like, really. Not, like, it doesn't just throw him under the bus. Like, put him down. Put, like, a little nice Werther's original on the ground. Say, hold on, just pick that up. Underneath it will be a $100 bill. He's just trying, trying, trying. Then she puts him in a cage and it waits for the fucking semi and laughs while she's while that bus is going over him. That's how that's how under the bus this guy is. He's so under the bus, it is the actual bus station that he is buried underneath. Which is a better burial better burial than Kaylee had. Anyways. So he's she put him so under the bus it was insane. But but Watching that, she you can see the emotions that Casey had when talking about her father and how frustrated and angry she was at him. Mind you, not uh, I something that should be brought up as a segue here. Uh, Casey was deemed. Um, she was deemed, she didn't have any sort of uh, psychological effects. Like, she had no psychological ailments. Um, she took uh, the FAC-9, I want to say, by both um, both psychologists from the defense as well as the uh, Justice Department. Like, both. Uh, psychologists deemed her to be competent and had no psychological ailments. I don't remember the exact testing that she had. So, realistically, she wasn't um, certified narcissistic, nor did have uh, narcissistic something syndrome. I can't tell you. I'll have to look at TikTok again. Tell you the, the technical term. No, but she she didn't have any, you know, she didn't have BPD. Uh, she didn't have, you know, those stereotypical uh, psychological ailments that most people have. Um, she did have symptoms, severe symptoms, according to the psychologist um, by the defense that she had um, some significant symptoms of PTSD. Uh, the lying, the lying, um, all the lies that she told uh, all the police officers and her family and everything, uh, according to the psychologist, uh, was just a symptom of PTSD. And the pathological lying is a behavior that develops over time as a symptom to be able to uh, soothe whatever chaos is going on, especially through childhood. And as someone who's been accused of being a pathological liar and has been a pathological liar um, in my childhood, uh, that makes me feel better. To know that, like, me lying constantly all the time when I was a kid wasn't because I was a fucking 
sociopath or that there was something wrong with me. The only thing that was wrong with me is my environment. That was nice. It was nice to hear that from that um, bio series. Like, um, I, that's something I took away from that, and it's working for my life. So it's good to know. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was really, really living that in. Um, no, it is a symptom. It's a, uh, it's a symptom of PTSD in that uh, specific type of PTSD that has been talked about in that bio series was molestation and rape. Uh, according to Casey Anthony, she te testified stating that her brother molested her when she was little and her dad had raped and molested her when she was little. And, um, first off, to wait until such a cataclysmic event to occur in your life to be like, oh yeah, my kid died, but look at what my dad and my brother did to me. Like, look, my life is so hard. I know my daughter's dead, but my brother and my dad did so much fucked up shit to me too really just mm, that's beyond trash of a florida level you know i'm not saying that all floridians are trash just that specific situation you know anyways where was i oh yeah fucking casey anthony and talking about her family diddling her so I really uh, listened to what she had to say in that situation, right? And mind you, I should have started off saying this. Everything I'm about to say and everything I have said already in this podcast episode is all alleged. I must say, I am not a law-abiding citizen, so nothing I say really means any fucking thing. I do not study law, I do not practice law, I don't follow the law, I, none of this, none of this fucking matters. This is just my take and my opinion on all of everything. So, allegedly, Casey Anthony killed her daughter, and uh, Casey Anthony was molested by both her brother and her dad, and raped by her dad. So... That was basically what she was pinning on Kaylee's death on. Uh, there was a whole episode in the docuseries just pinning everything on George, George Anthony. Um, everything. Uh, saying her whole life she was groomed by her father to do these things and really going into detail about... Actually, not going into detail. Just spending a lot of time just reminiscing of those times with her father or whatever. And it was really quite disturbing to me to spend so much time talking about how her father did all these things to her. And then talking about in this docuseries uh, that those for those 31 days... She was convinced that George had Kaylee the entire time. And that is why she is deemed 
innocent because in her mind Casey Anthony had didn't have her daughter uh, George did and that she passed her daughter off to George or George took her as hostage I'm telling you right here right now this part seems really fucking weird to me because she would say in the docuseries, I would never leave my child alone with George. George would never watch her alone, right? But then would say, yeah, for that 31 days, I was just convinced that George had Kaylee that entire time, that he was holding her um, somewhere. And that's what happened. I was convinced that Kaylee was alive for those 31 days or for the six months that she, until she was found in the forest. I, it was weird. It was really fucking weird to hear her say that she would never leave George alone with Kaylee because she didn't want Kaylee to go through what she went through. Then say... I was just convinced that George had her the whole time, that he was taking care of her, and that she was okay. And then hear her say the part that really fucked me up. Uh, that she held her daughter uh, limpless, what George gave her to, to, to Casey. And... Uh, George said that everything is okay. I'll take care of it. And then Casey just assumed that she, that Kaylee was okay after that. Like, <sighs> to understand that, I really gotta put myself in that situation, right? Like, I gotta really think that I can't, I can't, I can't, I cannot, I, I can't go there and talk about this on the podcast with you guys. Like, I can't think in my mind about what, how I'd react if, if the shoe was on my foot, right? All I can say is that grief has such a weird effect on every individual. Every single individual is affected by grief different, differently. And everybody has grief through different things and has grief. And so, like, I can't... I can't be like... I can't go there. I can't go there. All I can say is that denial is a stage of grief, even though those stages have been disproven. It is a process of grief. Denial can be a process. Um, so there might have been that aspect of it. I just can't. I can't. Um... I just can't imagine. I can't imagine going through something like that. And then. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know how I'd react. 
I, I can't, I can't even go there to even think about how I'd react, right? I just can't. But I, I can tell you that if the person that I suspected was the perpetrator of all this wrongdoing that was displayed in front of me, and they tell me, it's okay, I'll fix all this. I think the first fucking thing I would do would be calling the goddamn fucking police. I really don't know what I would do if I was in Casey's shoes. And, um, around me, in my hands, was the light of my life, just gone. I can't imagine that. Um, but what doesn't make any fucking sense to me is um, I'm tearing up trying not to cry about that aspect that is completely fictional in my life. Right? But watching that docuseries to a woman to where that actually did happen... I see her struggle to try and put on tears. And that, that is what's most telling to me. You know, I, I, that, that is what tells me that she was guilty. However, sorry, I got really heavy there. However, the other aspect of it, um, that has, given me question as to what actually happened is uh, Casey seems really fucking dumb. She really does. Uh, she seems way too dumb to be uh, acquitted from something that clearly seemed to be her fault. To get away with murder, you have to be have some sense of intelligence. Especially to get away with murder and then this fucking media frenzy that occurred. So, for me, in order for her to get away with murder, she had to have had help. She had to have. Her daughter, Kaylee Anthony, was found a mile and a half away from her house six months after the trial started. Six months after she was arrested, Casey Anthony was arrested. A mile and a half away from the house in the forest about what was it? 30 meters away from the road? Buried in a shallow grave. There was a media fucking circus from the time that the call was made to the point that Kaylee was found, which was six months. Six months. Six months' time. Nobody, no cadaver dog, no dogs of any, any kind, could find this child that was a mile and a half up the fucking road? 
Nobody could find her for six months, and she was a mile and a half away. In the closest forest from the suburbs of where she lived. What? What? Come on. Mind you, that entire time, from the time that the call was made to where she was found, Casey was in jail. And you're telling me they couldn't find her. Somebody had to do something with the body. Somebody had to do something with the body while Casey was in jail. There's no way. There's no fucking way. There's not a single chance in hell that nobody else did something. Because they would have had to have found her immediately. Immediate fuckingly. And I gotta say this. So, the defense, the DA said that Kaylee died from su- suffocation with chloroform and tape on her mouth. She was taped shut. And there was a sticker on the tape. And that's how she died. So that's what the DA said. But the um, the attorneys for Casey Anthony stated that she drowned, Kaylee drowned in a pool. And that was the two sides to the cause of death to Kaylee Anthony. Now, drowning in a, a drowning for little children is the third leading cause of death in the United States for children. Which made me wonder how in the actual fuck can there not be proof that Kaylee suffocated versus drowned? Like, how is there not proof of that? Like, that's the, one of the leading causes of death in children. There should be obvious signs that this occurred. So I read the autopsy report, and uh, there's not a lot in the autopsy report. And the reason for that being is that there there is no soft tissue. When the remains of Kaylee was found, there was no soft tissue left to show any trauma of any sort of soft tissue to prove of cause of death. All there was left unfortunately, to tell everyone, was hair and bone and what was surrounding the remains. So it was a uh, Winnie the Pooh blanket. There was tape. There was a sticker on the tape. There was a soft linen uh, uh, basket. A soft linen uh, insert for a laundry basket. And then uh, a duffel trash bag. And then she was buried about four feet. About four feet underground. So there was no... um, There was no organic soft tissue to prove one way or the other as to how she died. Um, The idea of chloroform came up 
as a uh, cause of death because it was shown in the family computer of which they all lived, Casey and her parents and Kaylee. And I also believe her brother, but I might be mistaken about her brother. It was shown in the family computer under Casey's uh, username that chloroform was researched uh, shortly prior to Kaylee's disappearance. Now, there are different stories as to why the word chloroform was searched in the computer history. I've heard stories that the reason why was because Casey's current boyfriend had said rumors about how he would chloroform bitches to get to sleep with them was one story. The other story I heard was that her own mother was researching chloroform because of some sort of cleaning product of some nature. Um, I think in the docuseries, Casey said that her dad could have researched it. They Everybody knew everybody's passwords. But that was deemed um, unlikely because there has been... A monumental amount of interviews and stuff like that to try and get passwords along with like conversations with Casey about what password you have for this specific account so we could just find Kaylee and whatnot. So I mean the chloroform all I can tell you is chloroform was researched in the family computer and that is why uh, the DA thought that chloroform may have been one of the causes of death for Kaylee Anthony. But what Casey said was the nanny that she used and that was the last person she saw Kaylee with before her disappearance was supposedly what was called Zanny the Nanny at that time, which was supposed, according to media and different friends and stuff like that, Zanny the nanny was just supposed to be Xanax. She would sedate her child with Xanax and Benadryl, so she'd go out and party and stuff. There was no drugs found in Kaylee's system, in her bones at least. Now, that being said... I don't know the metabolism or the, you know, the metabolite, um, uh, me yeah, your, your metabolite, oh my goodness, the words, your metaphysical uh, ability to dispose different drugs are, especially at that age and everything else, so she could have been drugged. And we don't actually know it. Um, she could have taken her to parties and stuff like that. Had her go to sleep in the back. Like, we don't know. We we don't know. I could hypothesize all night long. But the point is, is we really don't know. The point is, as far as proof goes, there is no... Uh, it shows that there are no drugs in her system of any kind to state that she uh, Casey used drugs to sedate her child or to kill her child. So is there's that... But 
there is proof <laughs> that Kaylee uh, was murdered. For sure. And I don't think Casey is smart enough to um, say she did on her own. And so, which does bring me to George. As much as Casey pisses me the fuck off by how callous she seems when talking about her child, she does seem genuinely frustrated, George. And George was the key witness of the DA. And the DA was going for the death penalty. I don't have grandchildren. I don't have grandchildren. I don't know even I don't even know how to fathom the idea of having a grandchild, right? I do have a child, right? I do. And I imagine my child I can't imagine my child doing anything heinous and violent or anything of that nature. I can't imagine that. But if he did do anything heinous or anything like that, I would I would still want him to be alive. I would still want him to live his full life. Whether that be behind bars so he's safe, so other people are safe from him. I can't even imagine this. I really could not imagine this. But I would not want my son to be on the death penalty is really what I'm going at. No matter what he has done. That is my son. That is my boy. That's my child. Why would I want to outlive him? So the idea of George being the key witness to the uh, to the case and to actively put his daughter onto the death penalty really is you know waving red flags, really waving just like it, it, they're not spaghetti arm you salesman red dancing well, flagmen. No, 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 not exactly like that, but it, it's still raving a, a waving a flag to me. So, thinking about this, right, and thinking about him being the key witness, it made me really think about what Casey had said. And you know, the, uh, the, op- the idea of him molesting and raping her and things like that nature. And then there was a uh, specific specific video that was shown in the docuseries about it was at Kaylee's funeral and how George said I miss her sweet sweat. That really gives me some fucking icks. I don't know about you guys. That really gives me some fucking icks. So that was brought up multiple times before we actually saw the video of him saying that. 
And I was like, ew, fucking nasty. Why would he say that? Oh, please show me the context of which he says that so I, I can really come up with my own opinion. And so I watched him saying that in the funeral. And the fucking micro smirk that he has when he says it is disgusting. Disgusting. Like fucking icky, icky, ugh. 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 So there's that. I'm gonna go ahead and pause, you guys. We'll come back after the break. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. Except for Casey Anthony, because she's fucking weird. Anyways, back to my rant. Welcome back, everybody. I just came back from the break. It's a beautiful 72 degrees at 8 o'clock at night, so it's going to be 98 degrees in the morning. I'm really excited about it. <sighs> so back to what I was talking about. Sir George Anthony. <laughs> I, I don't know about a sir. He's a retired detective from the state of Ohio. And... uh Sometimes when I looked at this case and I watched the different documentaries, uh, I watched the ID channel um, documentary on the case. And uh, part of that was showing the footage of the interactions between Casey's parents and her over the, over the phone in the jail. And watching that, it's really heartbreaking to see... How Casey just just kind of goes slightly, just brushes over Casey, and then just goes on to talking about how she just wants to go home and everything like that. But there's a specific video that I watched that made me feel like it was a beautiful magic act because you can see the the, the level of distraught that Casey's experiencing from just being in jail and the and the level of malevolence to her daughter. But then you see George and he's saying things like I just I just miss I just miss the whole family at the house and I miss you and I miss Kaylee and I just wish the two of you would be home. But the way he said it was even more callous than what I just said. Uh, it could have been a safety thing to just come off as insincere because he just wanted to know where Kaylee was because that was the consistency that he had the entire time during the testimony with the police officers, the testimony um, through the trial, the, the everything he said to Casey was always, I just want to bring Kaylee home. I just want to bring Kaylee home. I just want to find Kaylee. Where is Kaylee? But it's the way he said it for me that really creeps me out. It was, I just want to find Kaylee. Where is Kaylee? I just want to bring Kaylee home. I just want the family home together. The 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 melancholy in the in his voice really the monotone to it uh, rather is what really really freaked me out 
And it was like a magic act because you're so paying attention to Casey in the way she's acting so belivalent, I guess would be the better term for uh, Kaylee and how he she just was just trying to get bail money so she can leave. And you're paying so much attention to that. You're not paying attention to George just acting so cold and callous to the situation. Now, in this situation, in this in these circumstances, I feel most sorry for Kaylee, obviously, and her and her mom. I think her mom is uh, Candace or Kim or something along those lines. They they all followed this pattern. Uh, this generational pattern of being a Kaylee, uh, a K in the front of the name. But yeah, uh, I feel really bad for Cindy Anthony because, you know, she, she was cheated on during this media circus that was going on um, by George, um, by one of the people who was looking for Kaylee, with one of the people that was looking for Kaylee. And um, her daughter was in jail for killing her granddaughter. Like, uh, and she, I feel like she had nothing to do with it. She still wanted to put her daughter to the death penalty, and she would go on so many interviews talking about how her daughter was evil and whatnot. It was really... That's, that's so weird to me. That's so weird to me. And, um... You know, I can imagine that's like that's her way of grieving, though. Too like her her granddaughter's gone. You know, like anger is a is a stage of of grief and and things like that. So I I imagine that's an emotion she was experiencing, and this was all on the public stage. All these people were going through such intimate and personal things all on this public stage for all of us to watch and analyze and microanalyze and try and understand the motives behind those different behaviors and stuff like that. So I'm sure it was insane. And I'm sure it was so much to take in and so overwhelming to have such a personal, something so personal happen to you and just people are just there just taking pictures of you. So I, I don't really know what happened with Cindy Anthony. I don't. I didn't really dive into her personal life involved in this this tragedy. But George, on the other hand, uh, George George really freaks me out. Um, George, as I said before, was a detective in Ohio. The way that Kaylee was um, buried in the forest was a um, the brother the Anthony brother had described in his testimony was the same way that animals have been buried by George when they were kids um, the 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 woman that had the affair with George um, gave testimony in court saying that George had told her that this was this got out of hand this was a mistake it was just an accident 
And then uh, George went back and composed himself and stopped saying things. Um, this is all this is all public knowledge. You can watch the whole court case on YouTube. By the way, I, I just watched the specific snippets that I really wanted to uh, really understand. But yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's just insane that... Um, it's insane to me that uh, any parent would actively do anything they could to put their child in the death penalty, no matter what they did. And that um, any parent would talk about their child here I am referring to Casey and it would seem so uh, distant and callous but yet yeah, when it, the situation that pertained to them seems more pertinent and overwhelmingly traumatic than the actual death of their child and then there's the whole evidence that Kaylee's body wasn't found until it was thoroughly decomposed, even though it was only an hour, uh, a mile and a half away from the home. And the incongruousness of the evidence and it being able, unable to find enough circumstantial evidence to lead to a to a definitive fact that Casey was the murderer leads me to believe that Casey had a hand in the death of her child and George was there to help clean it up. I believe this for uh, a multitude of reasons. I don't understand the motivation between behind killing her child because as a mother I can't conceivably understand why why you would want to hurt your child so I believe that it could have been an accident And then when the accident occurred, all of Casey's misfortunes may have surfaced in her mind when the accident occurred, letting the accident to occur for longer. And then when it was done occurring, she went to her father, the only person that she know to go to in that instance him being a detective from Ohio. And I genuinely believe that Casey Old, her lifeless daughter, and her body, in her hands, wet and limpless, and her father did say to her, it's going to be okay, I'll take care of this. I genuinely believe that happened. But everything that occurred before that, I think it was all bullshit. By the mouths of people who said it. 
I genuinely believe that. And I don't, I don't blame Casey to lie about it now. Because she was acquitted, right? She can't have double jeopardy. So why continue to lie? Why? You're not going to be, you're not going to be put on trial again for something you're already acquitted from. So why, why lie? And I honestly, I honestly think for her to admit that she had the hand the she had a hand in destroying her own child would really ruin her ruin her sense of self because she has a sense of superiority i feel she got away with it you know she really believed her own lie so to admit that would really just make her whole mind implode. And then if she did admit that, there'd be a whole more media pariah and then that would possibly bring her dad down. Legally. Not just speculative, right? Not just he did it because of all these things that you can't prove. Like, there would be a legal discourse into having him um, assistant in negligent homicide and whatever else, manslaughter and all the other things. Where saying that she was not guilty and that she didn't do it and going on saying how she didn't do it, there's no proof. All this discourse and all these lies make it harder to find the truth. And so nobody is deemed guilty. So there's no need to continue further. But this is a case that because it was unsolved and there's still so many questions that are yet to be answered, this case will be in the history books. This is O.J. Simpson. This is Bonnie and Clyde. Famous court case true crime so on this this night this wonderful evening at this wonderful moment that you're listening to this right now i really want you to take a moment take a deep breath with me just just with me real fast just a that was a bad breath exhale real fast inhale Hold it. I'm not smoking weed, I promise. <laughs> Exhale. And let all that true crime shit out. Do it again. Do it again with me. Inhale. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> Alright, on this next exhale, say it with me. Fuck that bitch, right? Inhale. Inhale, inhale, inhale. Hold it. Fuck that bitch. Get all that shit out of you, you know? Cleanse your soul from all that discourse. Oh. 
One more time. If not for you, just for me. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, that feels good. That feels good. Yeah, man. That's what I have to say about what's been really eating at my brain lately. That's just me. Uh, if you guys want to hear more of just me, let me know. Uh, I, I, you know, I tour around the Midwest. Uh, my next show is in Central Illinois. If you want to know more, hit me up. I'll tell you more. I can't tell you specifically where it's at, but I am in Southern Central Illinois. My next show in August. I got no something uh, in the works for a local show uh, as a producer. So that'll be fun. Uh, I'll tell you more as I get more details straightened out. Um, you can always see me at the open mics in Fort Wayne. You can always see me in the open mics in South Bend, Indianapolis, uh, fucking Detroit. Um, you know, I'm all over the place. You want to see me? Let me know. I'll come over to your house. We'll hang out. Chit chat. I'll bring some weed over if you're not a cop. If you are a cop, I'll bring some alcohol and some boxing gloves. We'll have a great time. It's going to be fun. Um, what else do I got going on? Um, yeah, that's that's really what's what's going on. Um, this If you want to hear more true crime stuff, and you, if you want to give me something to obsess over, give it to me, dude. I, I, I got a job now, but I don't do a fucking thing there, which is great. That, that'll give me plenty of time to really delve into more depressing shit for me to be interested in. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, like I said, my name is Kay Banks. This is Where's My Hat. I'm really excited and happy that I was able to get through this episode without crying, I don't think. I don't know. I was really drunk through this episode, too, so... Whatever. It's nice to... It's nice to just spend some time alone with you guys. I've never done an alone episode with you. And um, this is the first episode that uh, there's a specific name that hasn't been dropped since that person has quit the podcast. So, yeah. Suckers, you don't get to put that on your bingo card. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.